Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode on Her Creative Freedom Podcast. If you are new here, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Cassandra. I am your host. And on this podcast, I share everything from lifestyle, from travel, especially on the road as I do live in my home on wheels with my beautiful wiener dog, Tucker. And I share my life experiences from mental health, body image, self-love, relationships, and bringing your dreams and goals into reality. In addition, I bring on the most incredible special guests that talk about all of these areas in depth of their own perceptions. And yeah, we just like to have a good time and share these things with you. Share the things that people don't talk about. I am amped up today and I think it's just because I'm recording today. It's been a long time since I have recorded a podcast solo where usually in the past I have had special guests on my channel. But today we are talking about my van cost. A common question that I got often when people wanted to know why I started converting a van, where did this come from, how could you afford it? If you are new here, Almost a year ago, which is crazy to think about, I bought a 2020 Ford Transit mid-roof, 140 wheelbase, and I built it into my home on wheels. About eight months of the year, I do travel in it, and about four months of the year, it's cold in the cold part of Alberta, and I don't travel as much full-time as I do in the summer months. But that is a different episode for a different day. Today, we are talking about my van cost. I am going to basically go through absolutely everything. I have everything in front of me of the basics that you need to build a home on wheels. I will mention the van cost. It did come from BC. I live in Alberta. So what the shipping was like, I had to, of course, get it inspected. And then we're going to go through the insulation to the floors, the walls, the ceiling, the electrical, the kitchen and then a few other things to talk about. Everything I'm mentioning does not include the labor work. I will not be mentioning how much my labor cost simply because the individual that did the overall build uh, was a good friend of mine and it was also his first time. So what it may cost you if you use the same builder as me would not be the same. All right, let's get into it. Hopefully I don't ramble too much, but I do hope that you take this information very useful. And if you ever are listening to this because you are on your journey of building a van and building your home on wheels, please do share. Okay, so to get into it, my van cost overall was $38,430. This was the best deal I could find at the time looking for a van because they were nowhere to be found. And there is a story video on my YouTube channel, which is linked in the description of this video of that whole story of how I found my van because it was quite difficult. So the I think the average cost of a van right now is more closer to the 40s to $45,000 range. After like taxes and everything, mine was 38,000. Shipping was either I go get it or I ship it to me. And the shipping cost was around 12,000. It was 1,700 and $17 to ship it from BC to Alberta. And then of course, when it got to Alberta, I needed to have it inspected out of province inspection. Everybody has to do it. If it passes, then you just pay the inspection fee. If it doesn't pass, then you pay the inspection fee plus anything else that they find. 
I was very happy to report that my inspection went flawless and because it's obviously a bigger vehicle than what I used to have, which is a Honda Civic, it was $262.49. So in total, buying the van, having it shipped here, and the inspection was around $40,410 and a nice 29 cents. And it is what it is. You get a loan, you pay it all off, it's okay. Um, the only thing I didn't mention, I guess, was the registry, like changing your plates and all that. It's like 30 bucks. I didn't want to include that because I think it might be even different for everyone, but I'm not really sure. So once you have a van, it's in your possession and you are ready to start the build. Where do you start? Going from like the very surface moving inward, the insulation. The insulation can be done so many different ways. I chose Havelock wool for my insulation. It is, it was a hard decision to make because it, it's sheep's wool. I'm not, that it doesn't necessarily go with my beliefs. Um, but when you're looking at what's best for the environment, what's best for your health, what's best for my dog's health, it was truly the best option possible. However, knowing I was going to be buying wool insulation, I did also donate to rescue animal farm animal rescue shelters because I needed to like find that inner peace within me to do so but then also buy something that I knew on a health spectrum for myself and my wiener dog Tucker we would all be taken care of so my insulation two bundles which are like six feet tall and very full was around $819 for two I realized later on that I needed about a bundle and a half more during the build process, which was $335. So in total, it was $1,145. Nope, just kidding. It was $1,154, $1,154 for the insulation. And that was to honestly over-insulate. And there's really no such thing. You want to insulate the heck out of your van because especially if you live where I do, where it's very cold in Canada, you want to make sure that you are going to be nice and toasty warm. Um, so that was what I chose. Now, the floors, the walls, the ceilings. Most of my floor wall ceilings build is made out of wood. This cost, I had to almost do a rough estimation because... During a pandemic, wood cost went up crazy amounts. So honestly, if you're not going through a world pandemic and you are building a van, the cost will likely be cheaper for you because wood just like skyrocketed when it came to price. The other thing is my build was a little bit more complex than maybe other builds that you have seen because I built a door in between my front seats and my living space and it is so incredibly nice it is so custom built it's beautiful i know that nobody else will have this but my van so it's very special but it is so well built that it's like, like nothing is going through this thing and that was a lot so i used tongue and groove shiplap for my walls and then plywood and just like your basic construction wood I guess for my build of the walls and the ceilings and the floor structure it was roughly 
$2,000 for all of it. And then my flooring, which is just vinyl flooring, was about 50 bucks. My builder actually had some on hand, so I just gave him $50 for it. But if in store, it will range like minimum $50 to $100. So in total, $2,050 was what I used for the floors, the walls, and the ceilings. After the structure is built, it's insulated. I actually didn't even look at how much my paint cost. Probably should have done that, but I'm gonna say maybe like 100 and 50, I'm totally guessing, but I didn't use anything special. I just used regular paint from the hardware store. Now, electrical. Electrical will probably be your most expensive cost. Yeah, because solar panels, batteries, like all that stuff definitely costs a little bit more. And then your heater and you want a fan on the roof. So all of that adds up. So going through absolutely everything right from the batteries. I do have to mention my electrical process was not one of expectation and I think this is definitely probably something that everybody experiences differently but I had two builders for my van. I had of course like I said my friend who did most of it and then I had a different company personnel who did my electrical water heating all of that. Unfortunately it wasn't done to the level of expectation of what I use my van for which is full-time not the occasional weekend. So the batteries I used, some of the wiring I used, some of the fuses that I used to kind of like run the power and amp everything up was not done correctly to to the amount that I was going to be using it for. All of this to say, I paid one price and then ended up paying a different price more later on, six months down the road, but um, I do think I updated that. So my batteries for two batteries cost me $790. Previously, I had three batteries from Canadian Tire. Honestly, through my experience, I don't recommend it my batteries are on my website, which is linked in the description of this podcast. If you go to my fan build, all my build information is there. And the batteries that I use are specifically meant for RVs. The, the batteries I use now, highly recommend them. My van is like brand new ever since I got everything fixed. So my batteries cost just under $800 for two batteries. My solar kit, which I got right off of the Renergy website, was $679, pretty average I would say, but this totally depends on what you are getting. Most van builds only have two solar panels, anywhere from two to 400 amp power, solar power, and I have four. Uh, naive, I guess. <laughs> I have a lot of power for my van, which I, I'm not mad about, but it's definitely not needed or necessary to have four solar panels. Um, at the time of my build, when I chose the way I did it, it was because I wanted to power very high powered devices like an induction stove, which now I didn't even get to use it. I don't recommend it. It just draws so much power and I think that would be half of your battle. So yeah, I have four solar panels. So my kit cost me $679. You or the majority of van lifers only really need two. So just keep that in mind. My ceiling lights, which I have 12, cost me $60. Not too bad. Again, I have a lot of lighting, like maybe too much of necessary. I don't know, but I don't hate it because it's super bright in there and I love it, especially because the only windows I have in my van are the back door windows. It's nice to have, and they're tinted. My windows are tinted. So I have natural lighting, 
but they're tinted natural lighting. So when you have these like bright LED lights, they're really nice. So I don't regret that decision at all. It was $60 for 12 lights. And I actually think I have some extras in hand just in case something goes wrong. Knock on wood though, we're not going to put that into the universe. And then when you are going through your electrical builds, again, all this is on my website, you need an isolator and an isolator basically just draws the power and converts it to support your home. The isolator is connected to your actual vehicle battery and then converts it and then you have power in your home. I don't want to get too technical, but anyways, I have a 140 amp isolator, which was $35, super cheap. Actually, through my research, I think 140 amp is really low. I almost want to recommend going higher, but I didn't pick this. At the time of my build, I didn't even know I needed an isolator and I really didn't know what it was. I kind of just trusted the first person who did my you know, electrical, which he got me started, so I have no regrets, but I wish I was recommended something more, but it is what it is. $35 for the 140 amp isolator. And then you need a power inverter. And the inverter is basically the device that's going to allow you to use any household item, kettle, um, a stove top, a hair dryer, a hair straightener, like anything you want would you would use in a home. The converter converts a 12 volt power into um, 110. So again, this is where me being naive, learning how to build a van, didn't really know. My converter, I believe, is 2000 watts. It cost me $225. I would definitely increase that to 3000. 2000 is enough, but if I want to run household things more often than not, 3000 is just the way to go. So if you are, you know, on your build journey, I recommend 3000 for sure. Uh, you can definitely get away with two, but to be completely safe, 3000 watt power for the inverter would be the good option. So that was $225. The last thing I want to mention is your fuse box. It's a 12 volt fuse box. So this is like a, just like, you know, a fuse box. I don't know how else to describe that, but you have fuses for absolutely everything that needs power in your home. So my 12 volt fuse box cost me $34, super cheap, which is so nice. And then the other two things I want to mention, which I guess would kind of go into the electrical side of things, but these two things would get installed at the process of like your floors, wall, ceiling, and insulation is your heater and your air fan. The heater I have is the Webesto 2000. It is a gas heater, so it is connected to my gas tank of my van, where most people will use diesel. I recommend two, the one I have, and the other one that I would have chose if I wanted to choose something different on my website, but I absolutely love my heater. It's super easy. It's really easy to understand. It's connected to the gas, which scared me at first, but it's honestly no big deal, and that was $1,300 for the heater, and then it comes in a kit, so the heater and everything that you need and then you take that kit and everything that you need you give it to your builder and they do it for you or if you are talented enough to do that yourself like I envy you because I would not want to deal with connections to the gas tank and all of this stuff but yeah my heater was 3000 highly recommend one no matter where you live or I guess if you live in the desert maybe not but if you live in Canada highly recommend one and then my air fan, again, I give recommendations on my website. The one I have is the Max Air Fan. I absolutely love it. And it was $346. These 
do range because you can get ones with controllers you can get ones with like digital monitoring i don't have a controller or digital monitoring but the one i have is super easy it's it's i just love it so much yeah I just love it. And then there's the, I think the other brand is Fantastic Fans. I don't want to knock the company because I'm sure they're wonderful, but a lot of van life people that I know that have one wish they would have got an Air Max. So if you are deciding between the two, go with the Air Max. I really feel like you won't regret it. So in total of my electrical from the batteries, solar kit, my puck lights, isolator, inverter, fuse box, heater, air fan, it was $3,469 for absolutely everything. And then something I did not include in the $3,000 was more so a luxury item, but I do recommend it. It's a 12 volt USB reader um, and that was 20 bucks. So I have uh, a 12 volt USB. It's basically a like, you know, to charge your iPhone, to charge things. It's a USB plug-in that is 12 volts that you can put anywhere in your build process. It can charge up to two devices. And then it also does have a voltage reader so that if you're laying in bed, mine is by my bed. So when I'm laying in bed and I want to know what my voltage is at, I can just look over and it's right there. So I do actually recommend it. And then I have another one that has like a cigarette lighter and then my volt reader and my USB plug-in. It's very handy. I, I recommend that. And then kitchen stuff. So when you're going through the kitchen build process, assuming you want a kitchen space in your home on wheels, there are things that you absolutely need. A water pump, a water switch, an inline fuse to power everything, a sink, of course, a faucet, of course, and then I personally chose a clean jug and a water jug where other people will have the clean jug of water that the water pump will pump your water through and your quote dirty dirty jug will be connected to the bottom of your van. Either it's literally a jug that's connected to your van or there is a uh, hose going to the bottom of your van and as you use your water it's just going out of your van as you use it so it's pouring out onto the road wherever you're parked of course the biggest thing with this one is it's not necessarily environmentally friendly when you're dirty water and the soap that you're using is being put out onto the earth unless if you're going to do that make sure you're using environmentally friendly soap cruelty like animal cruelty free all that stuff because you are that's I don't know. That's just what I would do, but I didn't do that. <laughs> I did the clean and dirty water jug. So when my dirty water jug gets full, I just have to dump it at a dump station and make sure that you do dump it at a dump station because again, the environment. The overall cost, actually I'll go through one by one. So my water pump, which is what you use to pump everything through, uh, I also want to mention everything is 12 volt. So my 12 volt water pump was $35.00. All this stuff is usually pretty cheap. Uh, my water switch was $15. The inline fuse was the most expensive, I think. It was $155. This is a 400 amp in inline fuse. And again, this just like powers the pump and everything in your in your like kitchen water setup. My sink was $110. These range so much. I chose just like a 15 by 15 sink. It's super small, but it's enough for me where I've seen other like uh, big ones in vans. And then my faucet was $98. My faucet is zero special. It's nothing crazy. It just pours my water out and that's all I need it for. 
And then my clean and water jug together, it was like $45 for both. Um, so in total, my kitchen things was $413. And this is like your absolute basics. I guess the only thing I didn't mention in my kitchen supplies, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't even mention this, was my fridge. If you want a fridge, definitely get one. Um, this so ranges. The fridge I have, the company is Dometic. Highly recommend the Dometic 12-volt electric fridge. They are an amazing company. They have the best customer service. And I think every, no, that's not true, but a lot of van, I was going to say every van life person has like the Dometic fridges, but that's not true. There are Yetis and other brands um, that I also have on my website, but Dometic is very popular. Dometic offers tons of different styles of fridges, fridge freezers um, for not just van builds, but a car, for trucks, for the casual weekend, for camping. Literally, there is so much. What I also love about the Dometic is that they have a digital reader on the fridge and USB plug-in. So if you want to charge something, you can plug it in. If you want to look at the voltage, your temperature, literally everything is right on there. So that's really handy. The Dometic fridge that I have was the most expensive thing in all of my kitchen appliances. But my thought process when I was looking for kitchen or for a fridge was that it had to have a freezer big enough for Tucker's dog food because my dog eats raw, raw patties and it needs to be frozen. And if we're off grid and we're traveling across the country 2022 I want to make sure that he is fed and that we have no issues when it comes to dog food supplies I think I got the biggest freezer fridge combination from their website and the cost of that was around two thousand dollars whether that changes by the time you listen to this I honestly have no idea but it was a very hard pill for me to swallow it was the very probably the very first most expensive thing I had to purchase when I was planning out all of this. I probably cried because that's not hard for me to do, but it was just like a no-brainer. Like who spends $2,000 on a fridge? Like why are they so expensive? Well, A, they're so expensive because it's 12 volt and I don't know, that's really all, that's all I have to say. But now that it's paid for and it's done, I do not regret it. Steve and I went to BC for over two weeks with two dogs that eat raw patties, one of them being a golden lab. So her dinner and breakfast is a full patty and a full patty for Tucker would last him like a, a, almost a week, if not a week. So we had tons of dog food in our freezer and we still had space for our own few like frozen things. So it was definitely a good purchase um, for me personally, but this is not a recommendation to do if it's only you or if it's you and a dog that doesn't eat raw, like you do not need this fridge on your own. So in everything I said with the kitchen supplies from my clean jug, my water jug, your water pump, your switch, your fuse line to run everything, your sink, your faucet, and then the fridge, the cost was $2,420. Yeah, yeah, that that fridge was a, was a hard one to swallow. And then the few things to um, 
for my personal cost of my build was my windows. I didn't have windows when I got the van, but I knew that I wanted them. So I was so lucky that I found two back windows from a dealership here where I live in the city. And he gave me an amazing price for two. It was $580 for the two windows. And they were like in the thousands when I was looking. And, he, and the gentleman that helped me even said like, these are really expensive, but these ones are brand new and the only ones that I have right now, and they're $580, and I was like, sold, I'll come get them right now. Another personal van build option that I have, which not everybody has or needs, was a pull-out table. So I have a pull-out table in the back of my van that just pull, that goes back into underneath the van, and the table casters the slides that you need was $150. I did want to mention it because I would highly recommend having a table whether it's pulling out of the van from the back or pulling it inside of your home from somewhere um casters can be quite expensive depending on you know what kind of table that you want because it has to be able to hold weight and at the time of my build when I was like I want this table to be pulled out of the back and I want to be able to sit on it because you have to do things for Instagram no you don't but I needed casters that were going to hold my body weight and blah, blah, blah. I, I've never done that. I've had the van for almost a year and I've never yet sat there and taken an Instagram photo. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, the casters cost me $150 for that table, which like is not that expensive for what we use it for, especially in the summer. We use this table every single time we eat. So it was nice. And by we, I mean Steve and I when we went on our trip to BC. And then another purchase that I am going to mention because yes, you do need one, but I did not realize that myself during my build was a fire alarm or C CO2 reader. Um, 30 bucks is the one I have. It's the same one that you would put in a home. Nothing special. There definitely are other ones that are probably more so meant for RVs, but I was naive when I was building this. I didn't know anything. Everything was just like self-research and a few recommendations and... I had a fire alarm thing put up in my van. So those were like other items that I wanted to mention. So like I said, all of my costs in total of the total build, I'll say, this does not include the labor cost. And it was around $7,911. So that is the insulation, my floors, my walls, my ceiling, my electrical my kitchen supplies it was around actually it was just over eight thousand because the number i have in front of me does not include my fridge it'd actually be closer to like nine thousand so i would say budget when you're building to get all the necessities ten thousand at max is what you would need to build the van that does not include the cost of the van the shipping or the inspection that i did so yeah when you're when you're looking at how much it's going to be for a van build i would budget for around ten thousand dollars and then labor cost can really like range i think i estimated my labor cost to be twelve thousand, and it really varied because unexpected things came up so when unexpected things come up it may take longer than expected and the builder that I used this was his first van build and therefore you know 
the unexpected is definitely going to happen. Yeah, I was gonna, I would say minimum 12,000 was what I kind of forecasted for labor costs, but this is like very minimum. I, I honestly am so grateful. It can, it can really go up to like 20 or more for labor work. So the absolute grand total, including the van, including shipping, including my inspection, and then the build process, it was, I'm just going to round it to the nearest, $49,000, $50,000, we'll say, which is pretty average. When I was looking at vans even already converted, at minimum, I would find something for $50,000, and the average was like eighty. dollars and then I know companies that build vans that can range from 40000 to 300000 depending on how luxurious you want it to be. So again, all of this information is on my website. I am completely transparent and so open about this because I highly recommend taking this leap, going on this journey, and living on the road. I, it's been such a great experience for me so far, but it's definitely had its ups and downs. I think the biggest advice that I could give myself, not knowing what I was really walking into exactly months ago, would be expect the unexpected to happen. Don't just think it's going to be you know, easy breezy because I was so excited for my van to be done and how beautiful it was and the places I was going to go and the freedom I was going to have that it didn't even occur to my brain that things that you are not even remotely expecting are going to happen. For example, my van was done in August and things unexpectedly started to kind of quote break in like November and I felt so defeated at the time because I was like I haven't even gone anywhere I went to BC for just over two weeks I did a few weekend trips here and there why is my fridge broken why is my water pump broken what's wrong with my water switch like things just were happening so the defeat in me was like I haven't even gone across the country and traveled the world yet why are my necessities breaking Long story short, it was a power supply issue, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. My electrical system just wasn't built properly to sustain me for what I use the van for, which is full-time. And then, obviously, living where I do in Alberta, it's extremely cold here starting, you know, as early as October that I think my van just, like, wasn't ready for it. And also, I'm naive, and I did not know how to manage my power. Ooh, maybe I'll touch on that a little bit. But I didn't know how to manage my power. I didn't know that certain things needed to be off when you're not using them. And therefore, I drained my battery so low that things just started to shut down. Or on the flip side, you just buy a faulty device, and then you have to replace that faulty device with a new device. When you're going into this, be excited, but also don't really be as much of a perfectionist as I am and think that it's going to be peachy because it will never be exactly as you plan. Your plan doesn't even matter. God's plan matters and you just don't really have control in it 100%. Enjoy the process much more than stress about it and I'm such a hypocrite for saying that but truly just enjoy the process and know that it's never going to be 100% easy but it will be easy it will be fun it is worth it no matter what it's worth it if this is something that you want to do just do it 
you will not regret it. Live your dreams, make them a reality. Yes, it can happen. If you would have asked me a year ago if I would be recording a podcast in my home on wheels, I would have never believed you. And yet here I am and I am so grateful. That is the total of the build process. If you're just here to know how much things cost, including a van, including the build, I would say roughly 50,000 or more, minimum, for sure. And then the other thing that I just want to touch on really quick, which I was going to make a separate episode, was your electrical power management. The biggest piece of advice that I was given was you could have two batteries, you could have six batteries. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your, well, it does matter what your power supply is, but it doesn't matter how many batteries you have, to power your home on wheels. It's how smart you are with your power. When I started van life in August, I had no idea that the inverter that you need to power all your household items, your kettle, your hair straightener, whatever you need to plug into a wall, basically, that inverter is not meant to stay on all the time. It's only meant to be put on when you use a household item again, had no idea. I did not know that the colder you make your freezer or your fridge draws more power. I did not know that the air fan that is on my roof has 10 different speeds and the higher speed you go, the more power it's going to drain. And apparently when you have a max air fan or probably any fan and you put it at that max speed that it can go, it draws out a ton of power. So again, I was so naive. I had no idea. And by like November, probably earlier, October, November, when things started to shut down in the van and I had no idea why this was happening, what happened was, well, A, I just had the wrong batteries. My batteries were charging, but they weren't holding a charge because I had drained them so much because from August until, you know, November, my inverter was on the entire time. And the inverter will absolutely kill your batteries. It will kill everything if it's not being used. It's constantly drawing the power that you are trying to store in your batteries. So your batteries will never actually be able to charge and hold the charge and the power that you're supplying it when you're driving or through the sun with your solar panels because the inverter is just sucking it all out. That was my that was my biggest issue. When all of this happened, I was like, I need to record a podcast about power management because I never want anyone to experience the defeat I felt when my van was done and I was finally ready to set out onto the road and then everything just died. And then I had to drive three hours to a different company to get my electrical put back together properly, which I have zero regret on that aspect because my van was sent away Well, actually, I just drove it three hours to this amazing company. They fixed everything, and now I have, like, a brand new home on wheels, and my power is amazing. So, you know, you you hit failure, quote, failure sometimes to learn lessons, and that is how you learn. You fail, so you learn, and I failed to understand fully power management in a home on wheels. And I was so naive. I just thought you could just do whatever you wanted and everything was going to be fine. And then if anything happened, I would just like figure it out later. 
but knowing now inverter off all the time unless you are using a household item which for me is usually a kettle but I actually just recently actually I had a kettle and I had a plug-in um, burner but I was recently told by the company that fixed my electrical that the burner I have is like a no-go. It's going to draw so much power and therefore I just got rid of it. Now I actually do use a butane single burner stove. It's absolutely amazing. And then on my stove, I just got like one of those whistle kettles. So I'm using no power to use my kettle or to use my burner. And I highly recommend that. When I was going through my van build planning using butane or propane scared the shit out of me if I'm being honest to be in a little space and use this thing I was like I do not want to blow up like this is way too scary and it's so funny because everybody I know that started at the beginning was like nope not using diesel not using propane not using butane not using any of it because that's way too scary and then literally everyone switched to one of those either butane or propane so yeah I definitely recommend that so now I'm not using any of that power and then with the freezer I think I had my freezer at minus 15 which is so not necessary so now it stays closer to the minus something that is closer to zero and then my fridge so it's not as like intense it's not you having to use so much power to insist that my freezer is at minus 15, which is so funny when I think about it now. And then with the fan on the roof, like I said, when Steve and I went to BC for just over two weeks, I think we really only used that fan for the sound because at night I sleep with the fan on strictly just for the sound of it because I do enjoy that sound when I'm going to sleep. There were a few nights in the summer where it gets hot, especially to people body heat and then two dogs more body heat yeah it can get hot and you have the fan there and it's super nice but having it low will not draw so much power and you will be fine but the alternative to someone who likes to go to sleep with a fan on is a noisemaker which I am so thankful for and have to give so much gratitude to my lovely boyfriend, Steve, who already had this. It is a noisemaker that can make it sound like rain, waves. Um, I don't even know, like there's like, to like wind, there's different ones, but you just put that on some waves or rain and you are like solid. I don't need the fan anymore to sleep. I'm not wasting power for noise. I just have this battery powered device and it does the job so nicely so those would be my very quick tips that probably wouldn't even make a full podcast to be honest on power management make sure you run your fridge properly the biggest piece of advice is to turn your inverter off yeah that was the biggest one for sure and then the other thing I just recently purchased actually that goes with a Renergy solar controller is a Bluetooth monitor so it's a Bluetooth monitor that uh, it does plug into the controller and then it Bluetooths to an app on your phone that if you're driving and you just want to know what it's going what's going on back there you open up this app and it'll tell you the watts the power literally everything that you need to know for your solar panels and your batteries and this has been like such a peace of mind device for me because I am driving often and wondering how it's going back there and now I can simply check so that's amazing or if you're laying in bed you can just like check and make sure everything is okay 
So yeah, those were my recommendations. And I think that is the conclusion of this episode. I truly hope you found this was helpful. Like I said, the question of how much did your van build cost was a very common question when I first started. And I've been meaning to put a podcast out there. There is all the information on my website, um, but sometimes people don't like to read all of it. They'd rather just listen. And I know people like to know this kind of information as well, especially if you're just even considering the idea, but don't know where to start, have no idea how much it would cost. I just wanna say that I had zero idea what I was doing. I did not know where to start. I had no idea working you know, what I was working would be able to sustain and do this, but budget planning and being smart with your money and working your butt off and you can do it. You can totally do it. And I truly feel like I am an example and an advocate for that. I remember the day sitting at a cafe, putting numbers, planning, financial things on paper, realizing that like, holy crap, I could do this in four months. I could buy a van in four months. I just cried because I never thought a dream like this of mine would ever come true. And here it is. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful, grateful, grateful for that. So I hope you find that this podcast was helpful for you. If you have any questions, please DM me on Instagram, go on my website, click contact me, send me an email. I love, love, love hearing from absolutely every single one of you. And I truly do hope that if you have a dream, whether it's van life or something else, that you just go after it because life is way too short. You only live once go live your life. Go live your life to the fullest, as my dad would say. (laughs) Anyways, this is my time to close out this episode, and I truly hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate absolutely every single one of you, and I cannot wait to bring you along my journey and absolutely everything that I do. I will be recording another episode all about van life in the winter and what's to come in 2022, which I can't even believe. It's almost 2022, and I can't believe what I'm doing in 2022. I'm so excited, and I can't wait to bring you along with me, but that is a different episode. Have a beautiful day, evening, night, wherever you are, wherever you are listening to this. Live your life. I love all of you so, so much, and thank you again for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Bye.